Deep Thoughts Podcast is a podcast recorded every Tuesday live at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. Deep Thoughts is a fan-made podcast and all articles are credited within the podcast as well as in the show notes. All statements said within the podcast are purely opinionated statements. More information about the podcast can be found at twitter.com slash Ryan Kubo. We hope you enjoy this episode. What is up, everybody? How's it going? Ryan, back with you again with another episode of the Deep Thoughts Podcast. This is episode number 17 for this lovely, lovely um, March 5th, 2019. So we're right on schedule with our once a month episodes, I guess, technically. Um, As you can hear there, it is always the best co-host of this show, (laughs) uh, Pixel underscore Pusher 101. How's it going, Pixel? It's going great, man. How you doing? Pretty good, man. I can't complain. You know, we got some... I think we have a lot of good news coming through for this episode, for sure. Um, I'm really liking it. <laughs> um, the changes we've done to the podcast so far. Uh, Shout-outs to the listeners whose numbers haven't decreased, <laughs> but have uh, been 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 around the same. So I respect all <laughs> you guys. Uh, appreciate that. But I think this is the new format we're going to go for, guys. Um, probably do an episode maybe once a month, unless some like really huge big like oversweeping article <laughs> ends up happening uh about twitch or whatever then we'll probably do like a special on that like if there was a twitchcon keynote or something like that or just i don't know something crazy happens in the twitch world um because we we have enough news now for you know a pretty good solid episode i feel like you know mm-hmm. um but yeah what's new with you man oh uh, not much man i've just been you know keeping on keep- mm-hmm Keeping on. Just doing the Twitch thing? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's not really much to talk about that's going on in my life, to be honest. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, just a general reminder that uh, Pixel and I are going to be going to WonderCon <laughs> yeah, as well. That's right. That's right. To, to hang out or whatever, IRL. If you find us somehow at WonderCon and I don't know you, IRL, I will buy you a beer. <laughs> so he's good to his word. He'll actually do I'll it. I'll do it. So I'll buy you a beer if you find me at WonderCon for some reason. If any of my listeners out there <laughs> show up there, find me and Pixel. It has to be just me though. If you find Pixel and I'm not with him at the time for whatever reason, you're out of luck. <laughs> but for some reason, if you find us, I will buy you a beer because that would be pretty funny and stuff. But yeah, like I said, can't know you IRL. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, just before we get into the news, as always, guys, we are on Spotify and iTunes. You guys can go check us out there. Most of you are probably listening on there, but for anyone from the live streams or from the YouTubes or wherever you may be listening or watching us, we are on Spotify and iTunes. Please go check it out. The links are in the episode description down below. Please subscribe to those channel feeds. That way you can just get the episode instantly downloaded and notifications and all that good stuff when an episode goes live. So you don't have to be second guessing whenever there's a new episode out, which helps as well. Um, we also record and stream the podcast over at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo, R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O, all underscore, uh, or no underscore, all lowercase, sorry. Um, so if you ever want to come there and check that out and what we're up to, you can go check that out as well. Okay, I've gotten a lot better at that, All right. <laughs> but uh, let's finally jump into the first article of the day. We got a pretty good, like I said, handful of articles. We have about mm-hmm. seven articles. Uh, the first three here are just going to be some little like fluff articles, right? Kind of get us in the mood for talking about Twitch. The next three or four are going to be basically about just improvements that are happening around Twitch quality of life changes that kind of snuck upon us in the last month or so. And then lastly, we have a pretty big announcement, which probably most of you guys know what's going on if you uh, are into Twitch or listen to Twitch as well. First, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one, though. Yeah. First up, new Twitch dev live stream schedule. So I thought this was pretty interesting, even though I'm not really a developer myself. But apparently they announced a new show that will be on Twitch every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is a uh, yeah, just a show talking to Twitch developers, um, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. And it's over at twitch.tv slash Twitch dev. I'm not really sure, to be honest, what mm-hmm. this show is exactly going to be talking about. 
but apparently they said that they'll have some special guests. They'll talk about coding things, about APIs with like stream decks and stuff like that and extensions. So um, I guess if you're a Twitch developer, this is probably some good news for you guys. I know that a lot of the complaints from a lot of developers, big or small, is that there's been a lack of transparency between Twitch and them of what they can and can't do or certain API tokens being taken away or some code being locked out and stuff like that. So I think overall, mm -hmm. in general, this is some pretty good uh this is a good direction for them to go or whatever uh thoughts pixel oh yeah totally i think it's a really good direction just because it's more transparency and you know that's always a good thing um mm -hmm. but not only that i mean if you're even slightly um interested in programming i think this is a pretty cool show because um i think they're actually starting a series where they build a twitch extension from scratch and okay. so if you if you're interested in programming and twitch i think this is going to be a really great series just to um get your feet wet and um you know watch some tutorials and maybe create an extension of your own and just like play around so i think this is uh i think this is going to be really cool for anybody who's interested in programming right right even i, I might actually watch this yeah um and it seems to be just programming in general so it looks like it's about the extensions or just about like Stream Deck APIs and stuff like that or whatever. But uh, they said they're partnering with Amazon Web Services Technical Evangelism to build a question and answer Twitch extension using AWS service during a multi-episode broadcasting series. So like, apparently that's what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And the first episode I already aired. <laughs> uh, it aired yep. on February 27th, so that was uh, pretty recently ago. So you can go check that out or whatever. And they said that they also have some special guest, uh, guests on their stream as well. Uh, program manager from Microsoft and other live coders and stuff like that are there as well. Um, just from checking out the VODs and stuff like that, it reminds me a lot about like, do you remember, did you ever watch This Week in Tech or like Twit? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it kind yeah, of reminds me of that kind of like casual sit down with devs, kind of mm -hmm. chatting about things like semi-professional level, right? Um, just yeah, totally. Back it. when uh, Tech TV was a thing. Yeah. Leo Laporte, Kevin Rose, Alex Albrecht. Mm -hmm. Dig.com. Do you remember Dig Nation? Yeah. yeah. I love that yeah. show, dude. I went to three live shows for Dig Nation, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nice. it, it kind of has that motif. So if you guys know what we're talking about or whatever, then, uh, yeah, you, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy the show. Um, cool. But, yeah, moving on to the next article. It is March, and so that means we get a handful of games for free with your Twitch Prime, which I don't own. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully Pixel can take it away here and uh, check out some of what these games are about and stuff. But it looks like mostly these games are um, it looks like we have four games and it seems like a lot of them are some type of platformer puzzler. I'm not really sure if there's a theme to these Twitch Prime games that they're giving out, but it seems to be kind of sometimes that there seems to be kind of like a general theme to these type of things. Right. We saw in October they gave away like a lot of like type of games right like mm -hmm. scary games i don't know it seems like a lot yeah. of these games this uh this time around are um just like platform puzzlers uh first up we have a game called uh, yeah. star vikings never heard of it um to be honest uh pixel have you ever tried this game out i haven't tried any of these and it seems like the uh, theme this month is a lot of indie titles actually yeah so um according to star vikings it seems to be a game that's on steam that will normally run you about 10 bucks or whatever um and it looks like kind of just like a chess puzzler type of game like it's really hard to describe it has like a plants vs zombies type of grid on it and it looks like one of those games where you're trying to like but you're pvping against an opponent or trying to like get around it kind of like a final fantasy tactics type of game i would say mm -hmm. um so that's the first game up the second game up it looks like we have is the king's bird which um actually i've heard of this game i just never got around to playing it it is normally 20 bucks on steam and it has a 9 out of 10 rating on steam as well and it's just Pretty like good. you as a silhouette running around and flying and it kind of has that kind of uh what's that game called that was like on every <laughs> like it's a puzzle game you're a little boy limbo it, it has limbo. it has a limbo yeah. style of like aesthetic i feel like mm -hmm. yeah it's very artsy it's very um mm -hmm. It's 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 yeah. It has that certain like um, quality that you see in a lot of indie games, a lot of platformers that are very rich in color and just I don't know. It's it's really really aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, next up, so I kind of am already calling myself an outlier here, but uh, is called Kabounce, which apparently is a game that was on the PS4 and also Steam runs you about $6 normally. And it seems to be some type of like pinball type. It says it's a multiplayer pinball sports game where you are the ball. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> it looks really interesting, actually. I actually think this looks pretty cool, but apparently you are the ball versing another opponent, and you're trying to like bounce around and get into certain goals and stuff like that and use physics. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, kind of looks pretty cool. Um, and then lastly, the, the last game that they are offering is called Snake Pass, um, which, uh, once again, I've heard of this game. I know that it was on the Nintendo Switch. It was like being hailed on there. It's also on Steam for $20 normally. And it seems to be more of a uh, kitty type of kid, Crash Bandicoot, Banjo-Kazooie type of hmm. game or whatever. And it's also kind of like a puzzle game where you play as a snake that has to like kind of has snake physics and have to get like to the end of courses. It's like a 3D platformer type of game or whatever. Um, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, if they said it's a physics-based action puzzle game that sees the players slither, curl, and climb their way through increasingly challenging worlds. So it seems like it could be also very frustrating as well. Um, <laughs> it already looks like... Did you ever play that game for N64 called Glover? Glover. Where you were uh... a glove and you had a ball. <laughs> and you held... I've probably seen it. It's really hard. <laughs> it's like what was made to be like this kid's game. And it was super hard. And so this kind of reminds me of that or whatever. But hmm. um, but yeah, um, these are the four games you're going for. It looks like they retail roughly for over like 60 bucks if you were to buy these individually, about 55 to 60 bucks if you were to buy these individually. But if you have Twitch Prime, you are able to get these for free. Um, you just got to have them forever and keep them forever, too. Yeah, that's true. Um Pixel, have you touched any Twitch Prime games since owning Twitch Prime and since they've gotten these deals out? No comment. Okay, got it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think also another thing is I think it's already over as well, unfortunately, because we were kind of late on this one. But if you guys haven't heard of this game called Apex Legends that apparently got 50 million accounts created in one month, they did do a Twitch Prime promotion for it where you get a free skin for one of the characters who i don't know who it is um it's one it's the robot character that's all i know um, <laughs> and uh five free packs pathfinder pathfinder yeah so you get yeah, a purple pathfinder skin as well as five free uh loot boxes i get it guess as well if you also have twitch prime so remember to redeem that code if it's still available if i'm not ignore everything i just said in the last two minutes um <laughs> you know i was actually watching some people play uh or like last month's games not this month's games yet but i think this is kind of really cool and uh, if anyone out there listening to the podcast wants to yoink this idea i think that it's actually pretty genius but i have a couple of people um that i uh follow and stuff like that who actually just um literally um just um play every prime game that comes out so they take these really? four prime games and they dedicate like one stream to each game which I thought was kind of cool, yeah. right? Because it's like cool. free content, free advertisement or whatever. People can check out the games before they download them and install them and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I think that it's uh, it's actually pretty neat. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, Twitch Prime, I still don't have it, unfortunately, anymore <laughs> because of the fact that it doesn't have ad-free blocking. But yeah. But man. Yeah, it, it's rough out here. Um, but, you know. Um, has my consumption of Twitch changed? Not really. I still watch just as much on my mobile phone. It's just a little bit more inconvenient. Um, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, uh, either way, if you guys have Twitch Prime, get both those uh, items and or those four games and that item for Apex and redeem it now. Um, you also have until the end of the March to redeem all those games, by the way, as well. Um, next up... We know that Pixel is a big fan of singing in general. He has a beautiful yeah. singing voice. And has he, have you ever thought, Pixel, that you want to be rewarded for your singing? Oh, every single day. <laughs> every single day? Good. Because there's a $20,000 Twitch Sings karaoke contest that is happening. Um, 
apparently this is a thing uh it the finals are going to be at berlin twitchcon which we'll also talk a little bit more about in the show um but yeah uh, if you guys don't know what twitch sings is it kind of flew under the radar a little bit but it was announced last twitchcon um the one in san jose and um it is pretty much a karaoke game that was created by the creators of rock band I believe their name is Harmonix. Harmonix? Harmonix, sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it pretty much integrates really well, in my opinion, with just um, Twitch chat and live streaming, etc. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've had any experience dabbling in Twitch Sings, Pixel. Uh, I've only taken part in being the audience. So I was watching a streamer like go through this and uh, do his solos mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, what's kind of cool is that when you do a performance, you can actually just publish straight from the Twitch Sings app. And when you upload it, it creates a highlight on your channel page. Right. So if you wanted to save a performance, you always can. And then that highlight you can use to, uh, submit to this karaoke contest. Right. Right. Um, yeah, just, just an FYI, this ends in two days. (laughs) So final (laughs) submissions are March 7th. Um, oddly enough, this game's still in beta as well. So you would have had to have signed up for it, uh, for the beta and then get invited to be able to compete in this. So this isn't something where guys, unfortunately, if you're hearing this news now and you, for some reason, wanted to join this, you probably can't because it's probably too late, which is kind of weird that they wouldn't do this when the game is like an open beta or something like that, but maybe Mm -hmm. they're trying to promote it more or something. Maybe. Uh, yeah, because like when I got my beta invite link, it took me like two days for them to actually send me a code to uh, install a game. When did you? So, when did you get invited? Um, I got an or invite. When did you sign? Sorry, when did you sign up? And then when were you invited? Um, I think I s- I signed up Sunday, I believe, and then it took me until late last night. Yeah, so it took like twenty four hours. Okay, because here's the thing. I signed up when it got announced, and I got my key, like, last week. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I don't know if, like, what happened there, but, like, by the time I got my key, I was, like, over it. So I don't know. It feels like they might be, like, pushing out more keys faster now because they want people to enter this. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm not going to be entering. But um, if you guys want to, there's kind of, like, this complicated, like, rule set and stuff like that within this thing. But apparently, hmm. um, they said that um, you have to be registered uh, on Twitch Sings by basically today, <laughs> by before tonight. March 7th, you can submit your clips. It can only be one clip, apparently, of what you thought was your best performance. They said that from there, they would invite about 20 to 25 people to um, perform live perform on online live at their twitch.tv slash twitch show Mm. where from there the audience on twitch.tv slash twitch will then vote and uh break it down until there's eight contestants left and then those eight contestants will be flown to berlin for free apparently they get free ticket and air travel They'll be flown there to where um, they will compete for $20,000 prize pool. So that's, oh, that, okay. that seems to be all the rules <laughs> from what <laughs> I know. Um, the thing is, uh, when you guys submit, remember that apparently a panel of Twitch people are going to be um, judging this. So try to probably keep it clean um, as well as it's not just about singing, in my opinion. It probably has to do with like performance right oh yeah no doubt so, yeah like going eccentric and going crazy with it and stuff like that so yeah. uh keep that in mind if you are going to be uh submitting stuff for this um and if you're unable to sign up for any of this twitch things is actually a pretty fun solo game I, i've been playing it by myself and just wait really belting it out you know it's kind of like singing in the I shower didn't know you know? That. Just... i actually didn't know this when i introduced this article i was memeing <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But no, like last last night I was like, oh, let me just play around with this. I'll just look up some songs and try it out. And I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Okay. If I mean, yeah, if you enjoy singing in the shower, you know, this might be the game for you. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Is there any <laughs> like I, how big is the? Did I out myself? No. I'm just what's the like? What's 
I guess, like, what's your thoughts on it? Like, design-wise, game-wise, song library? Like, do you have any complaints or any things that you could see being improved? Um, song library is actually a lot more improved than, like, the initial list. Like, it's around a thousand songs now. Okay. Which is, um, which is actually pretty nice. Um, it's all basically covers, cover songs. So when you're listening to them, it's not quite, you know, similar to the, the actual song. But it's it's close enough okay and yeah like uh, just first impressions the interface is pretty simple straightforward uh has pretty good inter um interaction with uh, twitch chat so all in all i think it's pretty pretty slick okay okay good to know good to know but uh yeah guys remember two days to enter that contest good luck to everyone who's participating i'm sure pixel and i will cover it and uh judge ourselves maybe in a future episode on anyone who gets entered in or whatever <laughs> um i think that would be pretty fun but uh yeah good luck all right so with those articles um out of the way we move into i guess what i would like to call just quality of life features we're trying to organize this podcast like a bit better mm -hmm. instead of it just being these jumbled up articles right that are kind of all over yeah, the yeah. place and so we kind of are going into i guess probably the main one of the main chunks that a lot of people watch our show for but these are kind of updates that have been pushed out to twitch that maybe a lot of people do or don't know have ex uh have come out recently in the last month um a lot of them actually go under the radar if you guys don't already go follow and i don't know why it's never on the main twitch but go follow um you know twitter.com slash twitch support as well as twitter.com slash twitch both of them for some reason will post like we just came out with this feature but sometimes it won't be on like the main twitch twitter it's really weird you know what i'm saying um yeah yeah like and they'll they'll probably won't even post on the twitch blog which, which is where i find updates too yeah so just keep that in mind um but yeah the first one which is actually pretty big and I'm actually very surprised a lot of people don't know about this. I actually have a few friends who started streaming recently, and they had no idea this was a thing. But uh, it's partner and affiliate emote updates. Um, essentially, this is something that Pixel and I have been kind of theory crafting for a while, where we kind of mentioned it in our um, TwitchCon predictions video that we were going <laughs> to we were going to see maybe like another level in between affiliate and partner, right? Because once you get affiliate, which is pretty fairly easy to do, in my opinion, uh, the bars are set pretty low to get partnership mm -hmm. is actually pretty hard, right? You need to be able to stream for a very long time. You need to have, you know, 75 concurrent viewers. And now that's even made harder because there's no, you, it doesn't count hosts or raids in that 75 concurrent viewership for partnership. Whereas with, um, affiliate it does include hosts and raids <clears throat> stuff mm -hmm. like that but um it kind of came true for us i guess our prediction is kind of true but they updated just how many uh, affiliate and emote slots uh partners and affiliates can get so i guess before this change uh if you guys didn't know when you're an affiliate you get uh three emote slots you get one for your tier one emote uh that will be 499 you get one for your tier two, that's the $9.99. And then uh, you get one for tier three, which is the $24.99. From here on out, we're just going to call it by their cash cash money <laughs> numbers, <laughs> right? So just keep that in mind. Right, right. Um, and then, um, but that was it, right? It didn't matter if you had three subs. It didn't matter if you had 200 subs as an affiliate. You always were locked into one emote per, you know, tier, I guess you could say. But they've made some changes with that, and they said that they're going to, um, increase the amount of 499 emotes that you will be able to get um, over the next few months. So um, this is kind of what the changes are. If you uh, for one affiliate emote slot, you get um, you need to just have <laughs> zero subs. You get one automatically. That's when you become an affiliate. You get an emote slot. But now you will get an additional one at 15 subs, uh, a, another one at 25, another one at 35, and another at 50 with a total of five emote slots total for your 499 or base tier or tier one um, emote slot area, right? Um, mm -hmm. Apparently, the second, uh, the second emote can be unlocked um, today or has been unlocked since February 22nd. And the other ones are coming out in March, April, and May. Not really sure why they didn't just say, here we go, but I think it might have to do probably with that affiliate emotes need to be manually approved. <laughs> That's probably so... it. Yeah, they didn't want to get hammered on day one. <laughs> so uh, I think they're rolling it out <laughs> over time. Um, um, 
And then lastly, before we get Pixel's thoughts and kind of continue to talk about this, um, I should uh, I should add as well that these are retroactive. So if you guys uh, don't know what that means, if at any time, let's say you had 15 subscribers, remember, this is concurrent subscribers. A big thing that people have been asking me is like, does this mean I just have to eventually have 15, get 15 subscribers? Like if you sub to me for 15 months in a row, does that mean I get the email? No, this is concurrent subscribers, total subscribers that are subscribed at the time, right? But subscriber points. I guess subscriber points would be the best way to put it. Thank you. And uh, But remember, these are retroactive as well. So if at some point you had 15 subs, you got gifted 15 subs, whatever it <laughs> might be, you should have an emote slot unlocked right now. And I had a couple of friends, like I said, who have been streaming who didn't even know they had an additional emote slot because it was never announced to them in email or anything. So go check it out. You might actually have an, emo an additional emote slot unlocked. Um, mm -hmm. Pixel. Thoughts on yes. this, at least the affiliate side. We'll get to the partner side, but thoughts on the affiliate um, affiliates obtaining more emotes. I think it's cool. I mean, I think it's great that they're um, giving more to streamers, whether they're affiliates or, or not. I know there's been some backlash. Uh, you know, some partners have said that this kind of dilutes um, the meaning of what it means to be a partner. You know, mm -hmm. they used to have all of these perks and benefits and having affiliates uh, getting all these things just makes them feel bad. Right. But I don't really think that's the case. I mean, I'm more the kind of person that like, you know, wants to bring everybody up instead mm -hmm. of like saying, oh, let's keep you like gated off. Right. Um, and, and not have these benefits, you know? Right. Um, so I think it's a, it's nice. What it does is it helps everybody, you know? Um, so if you have some really killer emote ideas, as an affiliate, like <coughs> that could mean like another subscriber to you. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's five more emotes possibly mm -hmm. um, that you can have. And so I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great all around. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think that it just, I think there's a couple things that uh, <laughs> like, I just think of right off the bat. I think that um, first of all, we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast as well, but I think that just the definition of partnership or Twitch partnership has really changed over the last two or three years on Twitch, especially with the affiliate mm -hmm. program coming out. Um, mm -hmm. I do see that probably what will eventually happen is there, there will be less and less, I guess, exclusive perks <laughs> for partner. You know, I'm still calling it that eventually affiliates will be able to run ads, maybe not as controlled as a partner can, but I wouldn't be mm -hmm. surprised if they got a 30 second ad button or whatever. Um, you know, really this is, what I think about it is like when they first announced the affiliate program, they announced, but anyone who's already partnered with us, you get to keep your partnership badge. Right. And I think they did that because there wouldn't be any backlash. Right. But the mm -hmm. more I kind of look at like who gets partnered or the people who are partnered and stuff or new partners and stuff like that, it really comes down to, I think the real reason, like the partnership badge is really just like a verification from Twitch. Like, Hey, we stand by this person's content. This is someone like safe. You can go to, to watch. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyone who's affiliate, dude, good luck. It might be NSFW. It might not. It might be kind of <laughs> dicey. It's something that we personally at Twitch don't approve. Approve of Wild West, right? That's what I think personally, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think they just also probably said, "Hey, we're not going to get rid of your Twitch partnership if you don't meet these requirements anymore," because they didn't want backlash from the Twitch community, right? At the time, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. I think um, back in the early days when partnership was given out to select people it was like a monetary mm -hmm. sort of thing you know twitch believed that this person was capable of generating income for twitch mm -hmm. but now that's changed where you know there's more viewers on twitch it's all spread around even people with you know people with low viewer counts deserve to be able to make an income mm -hmm. and just um i think it's a good way of like twitch to not get less backlash right they care about the little guy right mm -hmm. um it makes you work up and build up to something um i guess kind of just to intersect into this as well they did update the partner emotes and what that means though uh they basically said that previously partners were granted only two uh 4.99 emotes when they achieved partner status but beginning today they are increasing that number from two to six that means uh, that means partners with zero to 64 subs will automatically unlock six more emote slots, which is kind of nice. cool for a lot of partners. I know a lot of partnered streamers that I watch, they've unlocked a ton of emote slots because of this. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, um, you know, they were saying that if you get, 
your current subscribers is 10, you get uh, an additional emote slot, 20, 35, and then uh, 50, and then 65. Um, you know, you get a bunch of emote slots unlocked, apparently. Um, the thing that I thought was really interesting, or um, I think the thing that I thought was really interesting about this is that um, the, d the discussion was brought up that I wonder if this will make it actually kind of harder, not harder per se, but I think this gives more of a clear-cut goal of what you probably need for partnership. And I think that they should probably change the path to partnership requirements, in my opinion. That's a good point. Um, because if yeah. you look at the um, those subscriber points required now, it's 65 to get like to that next level of emotes. Right. And so they're basically, yeah, so they're basically saying 0 to 65. Um, or, yeah, they're basically saying, you know, when you become partner, you get six emote slots, and then the next one gets unlocked at 65 subs mm -hmm. concurrent subscribers, right? So I'm just curious, mm -hmm. like, if they should just change probably what the path to partnership is, because really the path to partnership is average of 75 viewers, stream on 12 different days, stream for 25 hours, right, in a month. Mm -hmm. And that's always a sliding rule. But let's say you're a partner, or you're not a partner, you're an affiliate. Let's say you have 35 subs, right? Um, mm -hmm. you know, which with this would give you four emote slots, right? And you have average of 75 viewers and you stream on 12 different days. So you, you get partnership, you apply. Um, but it's like, kind of like, well, why should we give it to you? <laughs> right. In my <laughs> mind, I'm thinking from the Twitch side, it's like, you still have a 50 e emote slot that you can unlock, right? <laughs> like right, prove right. to us that you have at least 50 or more subs. Cause if you have, let's say 200 subs, I feel for sure Twitch is going to be like, all right, you got it. You're in because at that point you probably can unlock like an additional five right when you become partner. Oh yeah, right? totally. Um, so I think that these new emote slots from instantly becoming partner are more for channels that are like coming from YouTube or from other streaming uh, platforms or from social media who want to start on Twitch and already have like a pretty big following, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. you know they're like, oh, you don't get two, you get six now. But that's just mm -hmm. my opinion. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. I just I'm I'm actually curious whether this change is going to make it more difficult for someone to become a partner. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be a lot more affiliates with remotes and I just feel like how do I put this into words? I just feel like it's going to be a lot more difficult to to stand out in a way. Mm -hmm. Because it's always been like a it's like a, there's an application process. You apply and you submit your materials about, okay, why am I a great streamer? Why do I think I deserve this partner program? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, oh, man, there's just going to be so much competition. Yeah, I, there's going to be a lot of competition. But at the same time, I, I still think this is better than what they previously had, where you literally got affiliate and you're like, okay, that's it. You have your one emote slot. Now you have mm -hmm. to try to get 75 concurrent viewers. At least with this, you can like track your growth, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I need to, my next small term goal is to get 15 subs. My next small term goal after that is to get, you know, uh, 25 subs. You know what I mean? Uh, and mm -hmm. slowly build up to it. But I definitely think that getting partnership as an affiliate is going to be like a lot harder now. Like I think the kind of the days are over because I've had, um, you know, I've heard, cer I've ha had certain friends in my life who have gotten partnership and they've only had like 20, 20, uh, 20 subs. Right. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. think that's going to happen anymore. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I definitely think that it's going to be a little bit more harder and exclusive to get it for sure. Yeah. It's like they, um, is there really an incentive for Twitch to promote an affiliate to partner or is it better to just keep them as an affiliate with just like, you know, five remote slots or whatever. Right. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This, this, is a, this is an interesting change. I'm kind of curious to see how this will affect how many partners get partners. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely curious about that. And then I just think that maybe they should just change their achievement thing, right? Because um, at this point, it's not it, it's a bit daunting. But at the same time, stream 25 hours, stream on 12 different days, average of 75 viewers over a month with no host mm -hmm. and raids, right? Um, right? It's like, but then at the same time, they have to be looking at probably sub money right or even potential mm -hmm. of like how much money they would uh make if they were to run ads on their channel mm -hmm. right stuff like that so i do think that this is a great change don't get me wrong uh i unlocked an emote slot apparently <laughs> so that was pretty cool <laughs> we have two emote slots on my channel now uh which is pretty neat um 
which has made my subscribers um, a little bit more happy. I think I haven't gained that many more new subscribers since I unlocked it, but it's definitely made the people who were like subscribed to me like want to retain their subscription more. Right. Um, you just from a monetary standpoint, it's like I can pay five bucks to Ryan so that I can get one emote, or I can go sub to Shroud, who I watch pretty often, and I get fifty emotes. So I'm paying ten cents, <laughs> right, per emote or something. Right? Value, value. So I definitely think it's helped out in the long run uh, with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I did hear that partners also were kind of upset about this as well. <laughs> Because yeah. they, they said that there was not enough given to partners and that the article really should have just been named Affiliate Emote Update and that some partners <laughs> felt debated by uh, the news. Uh, I know partners mm-hmm. have been requesting things. Um, I think really partners have really been requesting, I think, just more perks for Tier 2 and Tier 3 subs. There mm-hmm. really isn't that many perks to be had by Tier 3 and Tier 2 two subs and i don't really understand why in my opinion why you would ever tier three sub to somebody uh, unless you're just like a mega super fan of them you know mm-hmm. yeah i've i've been you know saying this for a while that i think like you should have the option of making a, a gif emote for a tier three slot mm-hmm. like like i know that twitch cares about like server load and all that kind of stuff like how much um bandwidth they're gonna use for you know sending gifts and stuff like mm-hmm. that but if you keep it with um just tier three subs you limit the amount of people who actually you know send those across and that's a great perk for a partner to have i uh you know i say even something even simpler to start i say just another badge that says hey i'm a tier three there's no other way to tell if someone's a tier three or tier two sub within a chat unless you know the streamer says hey spam those tier three sub emotes right Mm -hmm. there's literally no way to tell right they get recognition when they're currently subbed oh my gosh a tier three thank you so much but then other than that i have no clue who are the tier threes in you know this channel or that channel that i moderate for i have no mm-hmm. idea yeah, um yeah and they need you, a separate badge yeah. to at least be in the chat channel next to their name or something that says that they're tier three or tier two and that they can activate on their own if they want to so at least people they if they want to get that weird recognition they can right and i don't know if you've ever seen this but with uh, better uh, twitch tv um the PCTV devs have like a glow around their name. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking that maybe Twitch could do something like that with your name instead of just having a badge to, you know, take up more space. You could do like name effects or something like that. Right. Know? Yeah. Or uh, custom so color or something cool. that the streamer yeah. can choose or something. Yeah. Like an outline around your name or something like that. Just like a solid line or not even like a glow effect. Right. Yeah. Um, um, definitely. I think that would be some good ideas, but I think overall, like I said, uh, like Pixel said earlier, I think that this is great. <laughs> I think either way, it's a win-win. Uh, affiliates feel more appreciative of you know their efforts and stuff like that. They do get those rewards instead of being casted aside, because um, you know I just think that this is inevitably what's going to happen is affiliates are going to get more perks because why not? Twitch is a business and wants to make money and wants to keep their customer base mm-hmm. happy. Uh, they don't mm-hmm. feel left out and forgotten either. But I do, uh, you know, I do. Um, you know, agree that partners partners should be getting some more benefits as well, right? Um, you mm-hmm. see this a lot in games where the yeah. game designers will only cater to the casual player a lot and kind of leave their competitive or most hardcore mm-hmm. players um, out to dry, right? And yeah. so I do think there needs yeah. to be something for partners, you know, beyond emotes, beyond whatever else they get, which is really just e- more emotes. Uh, mm-hmm. when, what is it? Sponsorship boards and running ads oh and having transcoding mm-hmm. at all times um, yes yeah really is the only difference i can think of off the top of my head for partners so that's pretty much it well you get that sexy check check mark next to your name oh yeah you get a purple check mark that apparently people don't use at all in other chats <laughs> because they get harassed or something like that i don't know oh wow okay yeah i don't know i've heard i've heard stories where people are like getting don't use it because they feel like they're like like streamers have told have said like they don't like them flexing in their chat or something weird like that. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> uh, moving on though, I know that we kind of went on a tangent with that, but I think that was like a good uh good kind of big picture to talk about what's going on with the new Twitch emotes and stuff like that. Uh but yeah, like I kind of mentioned before, go and check your affiliate your dashboard. If you go to twitch.tv slash your username slash dashboard, go down to settings on the left hand side, click on affiliates. From there you would go um 
to, I believe it is, let's see here, emotes under subscription. And from there, you will be in your emote uh, settings where you can see if you have another emote slot available. Like I said, currently there are two emote slots available, the base one and the one you hit for 15 subs. It is technically March, but they have not announced yet when the third one comes out. Remember that they are retroactive as well. So please go check, guys. There might have been a time when you hit 15 subs and you didn't even know it or whatever, or you hit 50 subs at one point and you didn't even know it. it happened to a lot of my friends who have been streaming as affiliates on Twitch as well. All right. Next up, <laughs> we have improving the offline experience. So this is kind of, these next two articles are something that was very small. Uh, they kind of came out on Twitter and they linked it into their official blog. And I don't think a lot of people took notice of them. So these next two ones should be pretty uh, short, but they're just quick PSAs for everything. But they are changing, I guess, the offline banner, I guess you could say, that is shown. What would you call it, Pixel? The offline image? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Do you want to take this but one it's... away and explain it? Well, okay. So when a streamer is offline, when you go to their page, you see um, their offline screen, basically. And then there's like um, a pop-up that comes up if you want to watch their recent highlight or their recent broadcast. So what this is, is a change to that and just adding a little bit more information and ways to uh, find out more about a streamer when they're offline. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that's really it. It doesn't really change that much, and I can understand why they kind of snuck this one under the radar. Really, it's, it's a very minor change. It's a very minor change. A little pop-up comes up. You can watch the recent highlight. It's more easier to locate that. It also shows what other games they have been, or what game they were last playing or whatever, and kind yeah. of recommends other live channels to you that are kind of like them as well. Um, apparently, this will not show up, though, if you are hosting somebody. So keep that in mind. Or if you are auto hosting someone, um, yeah, it will only show up when your stream is totally offline. So keep that in mind as well, that it's going to be pretty, um, you know, pretty small. And I don't know how many people are actually going to see it with how many people auto host all the time. But, you know, I liked this change uh, in general. They said that this is a first set of tests that they're launching to let mm -hmm. people know that the streamer is offline, provide viewers with information about the channel and types of content they'll find, encourage them to view VOD content that might enjoy, like past broadcasts or highlights. I think the push here, this is my thing, because this is also going to segue into our next <laughs> update on Twitch. I really think they're trying to make us watch VODs or highlights. I was just thinking that, actually. Ever because, since I lost Twitch yeah. Prime with the ad-free viewing, there are ads in my VODs, in, in highlights. It is annoying mm -hmm. as heck. And you know when they show up? It shows up at the same exact time that whenever the partnered streamer ran ads. I realized that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? This is probably going to pave the way to actually <sighs> insert ads into a VOD, like, dynamically. Not even when a streamer, yeah. like, hits play ad. It's going to be, it's going to be like YouTube, where you just watch a video and bam, ad. To like 30 seconds a minute doesn't matter it's getting in there yeah this is this is something that we've kind of talked about for a long time we don't want to beat a dead bush but it's going to happen eventually right that twitch is going to push more ads pixel talked about this before what jeff bay you know what uh jeff bezos and emmett schmidt have talked about with the ads mm -hmm. and wanting to double the ad revenue for 2019 and stuff mm -hmm. like that and they're they seem to definitely be on their way yeah it's it's all about ways to figure out how to get past um ad blocking software whether they are maybe even thinking of taking a person's vod and splicing apart inserting an ad into the vod itself so mm -hmm. that an ad blocker can't remove it right so they're going to find new ways to add more ways to you know for people to see ads and i think this is one of those ways yeah and so um yeah just kind of a little change i think just kind of jumping into the next article <clears throat> that we have because it's kind of um, just a minor change as well. Once again, um, no blog post on this or anything. Literally just a link to twitter.com slash twitch slash one of their things with a little gif video showing you of what it does but the tweet says you can now customize the look of your channel's video tab. Arrange your videos to showcase your best content. I actually really like this. I was like okay, this is pretty cool. <laughs> like I didn't think that this would be a thing that um, mm -hmm. I would enjoy. Let me just get to my channel really quick, uh, Pixel, if you want to talk a little bit more about it. Sure, yeah. 
Um, what this is is basically um, it's an organization tool. Mm -hmm. So you can um, what this um, is is organize your videos so that maybe your clips would come first, or maybe your highlights would come first. So that would be at the top of the uh, video section. Mm -hmm. So it's a way of organizing it, and so that your best stuff is at the top. Right. And usually that's where people stop. You want people to immediately engage with your content. So you want your best stuff at the top. You don't want people searching for that. So maybe you, you are really great at making highlights or, or you have a great, uh, great upload. So you want to put that at the top and have people watch that first right. and grab their attention so that they can continue and then dig deeper if they want to. Right. So uh, cur uh, currently, um, I guess um, how it's working is um, it will show your collections, which are pretty much essentially your playlists, your past broadcast, your uploads, and then your highlights. That is how it used to be by default, whereas now you can arrange those in pretty much any which way that you want to on your videos tabs on uh, Twitch, which is pretty cool. So I've already actually done it with my channel currently, and I put most of the VODs of the uh, <laughs> podcast that we record at the very top. Um, oh, you cool. can add stuff. So it's kind of limit. I won't lie. It's kind of limited right now. You can add stuff, but you can't necessarily delete a lot of stuff. So that's one of the things I should mm. kind of mention to you guys. Uh, when you click the custom layout button, you can add a section. And those sections you can add are essentially just playlists, but they're called collections, right? Um, mm -hmm. You cannot delete things like your recent broadcast tab, your all videos tab, your um, recent highlights and uploads, your popular clips tab, none of those tabs can actually be deleted or hidden. So keep that in mind. Which you can only sense. you can only add to it, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever you want to, however you want to say. Um, mm -hmm. So right now I have it so it's set to just my recent broadcast at top, and then from there it's just uh, the morning coffee podcast playlist, the week in Hearthstone podcast playlist, and the deep thoughts podcast playlist with all videos, recent highlights and uploads and popular clips at the very bottom. Since those are usually what people are seeing the least of, but yeah, I actually really like this change. Um, I hope that it kind of gets people to like watch the VODs more in the sense of the playlists. Cause those are always kind of weird to find, right? The playlist mm -hmm. of all our episodes and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, kind of organizing them, kind of like giving them like the forefront of everything is really, really neat to, sh uh, to do. So, uh, you know, good job on that for sure. Yeah, it's nice, nice little tiny change, but it makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, overall, good job, Twitch. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> last article of the day, and I think a lot of people know what this is. I'm going to take a drink of water before we continue talking, though. <laughs> Same. <sighs> TwitchCon 2019 is upon us. As you guys know, it's in Berlin in a month. Okay, no, but really, the real TwitchCon <laughs> is happening. I'm sorry, EU, but the real TwitchCon is happening. This article is literally titled Twitch TwitchCon 2019, but I added NA in the in the front of this article to make you guys feel better. I wish I was joking, but I wasn't. Okay. Um, literally, the article is called oh, "Announcing TwitchCon 2019." Not even no one cares about Berlin. <laughs> no one cares about Berlin, including Twitch. I'm sorry. Shout out to you guys. Hope you guys have a great time. But uh, yeah, TwitchCon 2019 is announced. It seems like they announced it super early. Um, let's just kind of get things out of the way here. It happens in San Diego again, which is pretty cool. Which was my first TwitchCon that I went to, and also the TwitchCon that I met Pixel at. It mm -hmm. is on September 27th to 29th, which may be good for some people and bad for others. It's going to be bad for streamers because they feel like they have to choose, oh, do I go to TwitchCon or do I go to BlizzCon? Um, it's good for um, people who are only want to go to one so they don't have to stay for an extended time over the time. I don't know. It seems to be good. Mm -hmm. I like this personally. I like how it is on September 27th to 29th instead of around November, October. This way I can kind of justify probably going to both still. Whereas before yeah. it was really hard for me to justify that because it was like I was spending money like back to back weekends. I felt like almost. Yeah. Oh man, that was, that was bad. That was like, yeah. it was a few days in between TwitchCon and BlizzCon and you're like, I might as well just stay for like two weeks then because they're right back to back against each other. Yeah. Um. But yeah. It will be back at the San Diego uh, Convention Center, obviously, located right by the gas uh, 
guest lamp district and uh, that's really all the information we have <laughs> i mean it's a pretty early announcement guys you know this was actually came out on february 20th we don't have any much information on this just locations obviously i personally am not even thinking about this in the sense of if i'm going all three days if i'm even gonna go one day um, I actually found out recently that a friend bought a house in San Diego, so I might mm. be able to justify staying maybe at least two days. I wouldn't say three days. The problem is for me, I have work on that Friday. I can go Saturday mm. and I can't go Sunday um, for sure. So nice. I, I might be able to go like part of Friday night, woo, and then like Saturday. But if I miss the part, the Twitch party, I don't even know if I'll go. I don't know. We'll see. Right. But uh, I mean, yeah, it will be difficult for me. Did... It'll definitely be difficult for me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sure. Isn't that what you did in 2016, though? You came for Friday and Saturday. No, I only and... came for Saturday in 2016. Oh, I went. Okay. I woke up super early too. that day. Like it was really fun. But like I, it was I was dying because I remember <laughs> I woke up at around 6 a.m. and drove down to San Diego, got there by seven, parked in like pretty much like an airplane garage like a garage like where you would park your car off like near the san diego airport then yeah to save on because it was actually cheaper to park there because it was about ten dollars all day and then take an uber from there to the convention center which was around 15 bucks which ended up being like 25 bucks because the cheapest place to park my car around that area most of the places were sold out would have been like 55 bucks the park yeah. so it was actually cheaper to do yeah. that and then i was literally on my feet from about 8 a.m until about midnight <laughs> that whole day so oh, i'm man. hoping that my friend's house is there. that's all i'm saying i'm hoping that my friend's house is there so we can at least have a place to like rest our feet even if we don't go sunday like and then, totally, oh, then i drove back home so that Ooh. sunday after the twitch party i drove back home Oh, oh yeah so it was a very oh. long saturday and i think i just slept all of like i think you messaged me the next day and i didn't even respond because like i just slept for 12 <laughs> hours like my feet were dying i think i literally walked like seven miles that day <laughs> but uh you know we'll see i most likely will go i'm not holding my breath or anything like that um you know my running joke here as you guys know is if i get partnered i'll go <laughs> but we'll see um you know if you guys are new to the podcast you'll know that pixel and i have differing differing but respectful views of twitchcon um for me i don't really care for it too much i don't find it to be a convention that i would fly out of cross country for etc um if you're going for just a convention if there's people that you want to meet or hang out with for sure go um, mm -hmm. But just, you know, in my opinion, the con itself, if you're going there kind of solo and or with your spouse who's also into Twitch and going for a meet and greet or like for the actual con floor, there's not much to do there, in my opinion. And I wouldn't actually recommend going. I know Pixel has differing opinions on this kind of in a way, but not really. But I mean, I'm, I, I agree with that, to be honest. <laughs> OK, Pixel agrees. Yeah. Um, uh, like so the convention itself, it's pretty boring like the past few years i felt no desire to actually wander the floor and do anything mm -hmm. maybe it's because i have been to a lot of conventions and this one is very similar it's um there's an artist alley there's video game demos there are um twitch streams being done live you can walk past like streamers doing thing um meet and greet really is the only thing yeah all that all that stuff that i mentioned it's just like it's it's very you know, it's plenty. You can you, you can do that at pretty much any convention, mm -hmm. but it's the meet and greets that are the, the main attraction. It's the thing that TwitchCon has that you can't find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that if you go, that should be the reason to go. Definitely. And you really, really need a person or many people to go with you. Mm -hmm. Going alone, it's not all that fun because you're waiting in line for probably like an hour or two, and you're going to a meet and greet talk to him for like a, month, a minute or two and then you go uh -huh. and so there's a lot of just non-interactive time like if you're going alone so i definitely encourage anybody going to go with a group definitely or at least one other person i you know i will also say that we talked about it on this podcast but you know san jose or i talked about it you were in at, at twitchcon at the time but you know the san jose uh, TwitchCon, we kind of predicted this. We kind of talked beforehand where we thought maybe it was going to be really, really crowded because of mm -hmm. the explosion of Fortnite and just kind of Twitch in general. And so I'm really glad that it's at the San Diego Comic-Con convention because I'm hoping that mm -hmm. it can fit more people and will be bigger than it yes. was for sure. 
And I think that's maybe the reason why they chose this location as well. But um, yeah, the meet and greets were pretty bad. Just for an example of kind of how it was, they had one that was for, um, I believe, offline TV, where it where it's a house of streamers, about seven or eight streamers. And they ended up doing a their meet and greet all at the same time. It was like a block of about two hours, right? Um, from what I understood, uh, the lines were capped 20 minutes before the meet and greet even started and no re-entry was allowed. So if you sat, if you mm. stood in the in line and let's say it took 40 minutes to meet, I don't know, offline TV streamer number one, you were then forced down an alleyway and had to exit with no re-entry. So you had to pick and choose one of the streamers from the streamer house to meet. You couldn't meet all seven of them. Um, so I heard um... that happened a lot too. And that's just one example, but I heard that happened a lot at those meeting greets where you really had to pick and choose which one you wanted to meet. Whereas I feel like past Twitch cons that I've gone to, when I went to the one in Long Beach, like I could just, if I really want to, I could wait in every single line. I didn't, (laughs) I picked and choose as well. Cause I don't really have a lot of streamers that I would personally want to meet in person, but you know, um, yeah, it, it may be the layout of the convention center that doesn't really support that kind of, um, thing. Right. And San Diego Convention Center may be able to do that because it handles San Diego Comic Con. Right. Yeah. Now that that convention handles 130,000 people every single year. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's no way TwitchCon is going to be that huge. Oh and yeah. So and they do autographs all the time with celebrities. Mm-hmm. And so like that area up in the sales pavilion. Um, for those who don't know, it's uh, the upstairs area. It's a very open. Um, outside area underneath the giant tent and they use that for autograph signings and it's like very very um well put together like all the it's just well well structured in order to support like autograph signing Mm -hmm. so that would be the perfect place for twitchcon to have like meet and greets with streamers and i think it's been done before they just have to do it again just at this convention Right, right. So, you know, I'm hoping for better things. Uh, like I said, I'm not even thinking about it. It's so far off in the future right now. Um, so many people who I know have already booked tickets. It's crazy. Like, hotels. Yeah, it's crazy. Tickets. Someone rented a BMW already. <laughs> like he's going to go cruising down PCH. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, gamers, you know, sometimes some of us don't get out too much. <laughs> and I know some people who just go buck wild at BlizzCon, right? They're like, it's the only time I drink. It's the only time I do this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah, some people yeah. just go buck wild and, you know, respect, I guess. Let's I don't know. Live it up. That's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. But for me, I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to WonderCon coming up and then the summer. And I got stuff that I got to take care of. So we'll see. We'll see if I go to TwitchCon. <laughs> uh, most likely I will. I always say every year I won't. But most likely I'll get some people together and we'll we'll go yeah. down there. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's a great convention city too. Like, yeah, everything is just right there. So I think this is going to be a great convention. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think that we will definitely have probably an episode where we rehash um, old show notes and talk again. If it's your first time going to TwitchCon, what to expect, what to do, tips and tricks and stuff like that as we get closer to that. It's in September. We'll definitely keep you updated on this podcast also about just, um, you know, when certain panels, the schedule becomes more clear, when the party is. Stuff like that um, as that, uh, you know, heads kind of closer. But you know what's even closer than TwitchCon San Diego? Um, This offshoot called TwitchCon Berlin (laughs) that's happening in a month. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it actually isn't an offshoot. Twitch endorsed this. If you guys haven't heard, TwitchCon Berlin is coming up. That is on April 13th to April 14th. It is the first TwitchCon outside of California. It is happening in the EU. They're calling it TwitchCon Europe. And uh, last episode, we talked about how basically they just finally announced like ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of weird. Um, since then, I guess they haven't really updated their website, but I know that we probably want to talk about this because we're not going to, the next time we're going to be talking about this is if they have any interesting keynote or announcements at TwitchCon Berlin. Pretty so much, we might yeah. as well just talk about it right now. Uh, keep in mind, it is a two-day deal. Um, when you translate the stuff to American currency, it's you know about eighty bucks to go both days. Um, not too bad as well. Uh, terrible. One of the things that they have updated to the site, which I think a lot of people are very happy to see, is a who's coming with at least the partner side of things. Um, basically, if you guys have never bought uh, 
TwitchCon tickets, what ends up happening is you have to log into your Twitch account to purchase a ticket. <clears throat> I believe nowadays the account has to be a certain amount of days old as well. So you can't just use like a burner account. I'm not 100% sure on that. But um, mm. it will actually, you know, give you partner prices or affiliate prices. And then there is a way for after a partner, a Twitch partner, checks out with their ticket, they are post posted on a uh, web page, I guess, where it will show that they've bought their ticket. Apparently, partners can opt out of this, so this list isn't complete. But if you guys go to europe.twitchcon.com slash creators, you will be able to see the whole list. Um, or if you just go to the Europe uh, europe.twitchcon.com go to who's coming and click partners there is a list that you can refresh whenever you want to see update a list of all the partners that are going and also links to their twitch which is pretty cool um just scrolling through this um i don't watch a lot of european uh twitch um people to be honest uh not the same time zone obviously but it does seem like there are some pretty big na people going um i don't know if there's anyone that um interests you pixel that's on this list that you, that you recognize or see going um, I just recognize a few names. Um, it, sad to say, they're not streamers that I would go all the way to Berlin for. <laughs> mm, right, right. But um, there are some recognizable names from uh, NA. So if you are from NA and you have a desire to go to Berlin, there are people there that you might recognize and you might want to meet. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm recognizing a handful of people here. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Fusley is here. Her boyfriend Edison looks like he's going. Uh, a lot of the IRL streamers, it seems like, have already uh, signed up. Andy Milanakis, uh, Jake mm -hmm. and Bake Live, um, Destiny, I guess, does IRL sometimes as well. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of those IRL dudes are going for sure, which kind of makes sense because, right, the, right. you know, they can just stream at the same time or whatever. Um, you know, a couple of other people I recognize on here just kind of scrolling through like super fast through this mm -hmm. list. Uh, Pokemon looks like she's going. It looks like Fedmeister is going. Um, Manverse Gaming is going. A lot of the big uh, people look like they are going as well. Yeah. Doesn't look like any of the super top streamers are going. So, um, you know, there's no Tim the Tatman or I believe Tim the Tatman said he can't because he's having his kid around that time. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So. <laughs> But I don't see any, like, you know, the ninjas or whatever. I know Summit hates TwitchCon, yeah. so it doesn't look like he's going again this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but there are a handful of people that are going to be going to this. So, you know, check it out. We will cover TwitchCon Berlin with everything that gets announced there, I guess. Um, yeah, I will be watching those IRL streams because I am very curious oh, what that's going to be I'm very like. curious as well. We should do like a like a, a stream where we just watch other streamers' streams and just give our own commentary. Sure. I don't know if that's yeah, legal. Yeah. I don't think that's legal to rebroadcast Probably another streamer's stream. Um, you know, I'm also looking like, forward to just kind of announcements, the keynote that's going to be there. They have to be announcing something. They have to have something. I don't care if it's like a tiny little thing. I don't care if they're like changing a typo. They gotta they gotta announce something. Yeah. Um I definitely will say as well, I do believe that this is going to start something that I've kind of predicted a while ago, and I think Pixel kind of agreed with me on this. I think that if this is successful, we will start seeing Twitch cons kind of branching out like we do with PAX, where you have a PAX East, Southwest, mm -hmm. and North, and a PAX Prime, which is the main one. I think that's what's eventually going to happen with TwitchCon, just because Twitch is getting too huge. We will have, mm -hmm. you know, there's a reason why the one in San Diego is just called TwitchCon, and there's a reason why this one is called TwitchCon Europe. I can see them doing oh, yeah. TwitchCon Europe, TwitchCon Asia, TwitchCon Australia, whatever it might be, right? And just kind right. of having these mini Twitch cons of maybe one to two days, kind of spread out maybe one every couple of months or every three months or something. Um, yeah, or even going yeah, around I simultaneously. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened as well eventually. <clears throat> yeah, and I will say that like TwitchCon, we might see one on the East Coast um, as opposed to Asia. I don't know how big the Asian market is for Twitch. Seeing as how most right. of the viewers are probably coming from Korea and Japan, mm -hmm. um, sure, yeah, it's it's possible. Um, mm -hmm. But I think there's more of an audience if they built a TwitchCon um, East Coast, right? Like yeah. New York City or DC or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's, that's worth uh, looking into. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that as well. Um, but yeah, we will give you guys all updates on all TwitchCon news as well when we get it. There's not much about the North American one. Uh, Europe one seems to be kind of hush-hush, to be honest, a little bit. But you know, once those days come and go, we'll definitely have <laughs> a special episode if there's some pretty juicy news or announcements coming from there. But uh, yeah, that is going to be it for this episode of Deep Thoughts number 17. Um, 
but yeah, Pixel, let's uh, get let's get to it and start plugging our stuff. So uh, where can right. where can we all find you, Pixel? Well, you can find me at my Twitch account. Uh, it's a Pixel underscore Pusher one zero one. I promise that I will stream sometime. <laughs> cool, cool. Promising this for months. Yeah, I know. What games uh, do you want to stream when you do stream? When I do, yeah. um, I'm probably gonna do some RimWorld or something okay, like that. Okay. It's a game I've been playing a lot of. Cool, cool. Um, but you can also find me on Twitter at Pixel Pusher one zero one without the underscore. Cool, cool. Uh, before I shout myself out, as always, we want to shout out uh, once again. We are on Spotify and iTunes. Go subscribe to those. You can find episode links down in the description below for audio versions of this podcast. Uh, episodes usually come out around the same day that they're recorded live, so maybe a couple hours to two hours afterwards. You can also check out our YouTube at youtube.com slash shigeos, twitch tv, s-h-i-g-e-o-s-t-w-i-t-c-h-t-v. Um, you can also follow me on Twitch where we record and live stream the podcasts every time we record an episode, apparently, uh, which is like once a month at this point <laughs> at <laughs> twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. That's R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O, all one word, all lowercase. Um, and also check out the VODs there as well. Like we just mentioned in this episode, you can customize your video tabs and I made it super easy for you guys to find our past episodes as well. <laughs> And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Ryan Kubo, same way as the Twitch as well. R-Y-N-K-U-B-O. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Deep Thoughts Podcast. I believe the next time we come back, it will probably be after Berlin. Yeah, either just prior to that. Just prior or or after after or both, maybe. I don't know. Maybe around the same time. I don't know. But yeah, Yeah. so uh, we'll see you guys Maybe in a month, probably in a month. There's something going to happen at Berlin. Trust us. Anyway, guys, take it easy. Have a great rest of uh, your day. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Till next time.